Here we go. We're live. We think. I think so. I hope so. I hope the countdown worked. We're here. <laughs> Westworld season three is over, Jeff. Yep, the whole season. And what a season say, it say, was. Maybe the greatest of all. Uh, yeah, I can't say I'll miss it. I mean, <laughs> it was okay. It was it was satisfactory the the season. It was that's how I felt about this episode. That's how it kind of feels the season of a whole. The other two seasons are far better. Um, and I don't know. I, I just don't know. I don't know if I like where we're going. I don't know if I like the squeeze of this lemon right now. It, it's it's <laughs> it, it, a lemon. Maybe it, it's a squeeze of a delicious sweet fruit, Jeff. It's sour lemonade right now, and it's just. It's not that it's bad. It's just. It needs more sugar. It needs more love. Sugar. It needs a little too much of a limeade, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, a little tart. Perhaps a little tart for the palate. Well, we are here on Super Meter Brothers Podcasting, talking to you about Westworld Season 3, the finale, uh, the eighth episode called Crisis Theory. I'm Dave Mater, coming to you with my brother Jeff Mater. Jeff. The, come on, we at least we got to make we got to celebrate the fact that we watched all eight episodes and podcast about all eight episodes. And yep, that's our first. I'm, I'm just happy for us. I, I yeah, whatever. Well, it's, our first, it's our first season completed together uh, as a show. Um, yeah, that, that is cool. Um, we'll have to go back and uh, do some of the other seasons, but yeah, it's definitely a it's a ball it's a benchmark for us. We it's a it's a flag we haven't put in our cap yet and. Uh, so it's good. It's it's good to be it's on the. First, it's the first uh, show we can say we completed here on Super Mater Brothers podcast. The fledgling days of the podcast. I I'm thinking that I'm I'm looking at this in the future, mm -hmm. and I'll go. Oh, those were the fledgling days. Even in the fledgling days, I said they were the fledgling days. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that should be our teacher. The the Mater Bros podcasting, the fledgling days. The fledgling days. <laughs> even in the fledgling days. What days they were? They were we were calling them that then, and then Kevin Millard will just roll his eyes at me, which will uh, give me such delight. So well, that's, yeah, uh, uh, that's what Kevin does. That's part of Ke who Kevin is. Right, I mean, right. if he's not rolling his eyes, I mean, what's he's the not point? really doing his job, really. Yeah, no, he's not fitting his role. Yeah. It's not Kevin okay. Uh, uh, what did you think? Just quick before we get into the episode, before the episode, before they didn't do a cold open and they just did like a kind of like a, a recap clip of you know um, Dolores. She was like you know slapping the flyer in her neck, and then they showed right. this uh, Doctor Ford, and he you know he's got this quote or something like who is the hero or who is the villain. The answer nobody knows. Nobody knows well, who's good and who's bad. It's frustrating about this show. We'll get, to, we'll get to what the supposed answers were, but I suppose what stuck out to me about this, uh, this like kind of previously on Westworld, which does it differently than any other show, is that they don't give you a lot of audio. They don't tell, like recite a lot of like the lines from the previous episodes. More, they give you like sort of this emotional, powerful base like uh, score, and you see a lot of moments again. And these are just to like kind of jog your memory. And go, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Okay, so all these are the things I sort of need to sort of bring back into my memory as I head into this next episode. But what made this one a little different was that they put a an overlay of Anthony Hopkins with uh, a little bit of dialogue, which I didn't recognize from like a previous episode. Um, yeah, I wonder if they brought him into the studio to do a voiceover for that. Yeah. For that, so and why? why what and, was yeah, and why? I think it's because like I think the um, the creators here, uh, Lisa Joy and uh, Jonathan Nolan, are kind of saying. We don't need to have a hero or a villain. Just watch our story and shut up, you know? And, well, and, and, and in some ways, I agree with them. And in other ways, I'm like, 
you're you're just you're hurting your show unnecessarily by trying to make everybody a good guy. You know, <laughs> you kind of like really the only bad guy at the end of the episode is probably Bernard is um Serac. Uh, I mean, he's really the only bad guy. And well, him and, Rack, and I think, uh, well, and not directly to the the story of this season, I guess, as much, but the ha- the hail or the 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 hail Loris is they she's coming to be known as. Is she bad uh, though? Like, am I not supposed to like her? I don't get it. No, I don't, we don't like her. She's bad, Jeff. Okay, she all wants right, to kill us all. I'm pretty sure. Okay, all right. I mean, maybe. I, but, I'm but, not but sure. That, maybe she's know, good. But, Who knows? We thought Dolores yeah. was bad the whole time, and I guess yeah. the the story at the end of this was that Dolores was good. I'm so confused. Like, why, why couldn't just Dolores tell us what her plan was? Yeah. Why did why she we... have to make it this ridiculous uh, farce? Um, why couldn't she talk to Maeve about what her plan was? Why couldn't they just make it very clear that, you know, you know, she, she goes, oh, if you have to do something, you have to do it yourself, she says earlier in the season. And then at the end, she's like, no, I'm going to let everybody else decide for me. It's like, the, you know, you're contradicting yourself and your motivations, it seems like. And she says to Caleb at one point in this episode, you know, don't question my motivations, and I won't question yours. Well, that's what we do here on Supermaner Bros. Cat Podcast. <laughs> we question your motivations. We will question your character's motivations, and we'll ask if they add up. And are and and further to that, are they compelling? Um, yeah, like okay, so a lot to unpack with this. Uh, yet not at the same time. I feel like it's a, we had a lot of broad strokes, but um, do you have like sort of like the the play-by-play you want to go through? Um, well, I have the first half. Uh, if you have the second half, um, I, I thought it was interesting after like the preview, after like the little previously on or whatever, that, that there was no opening scene. They went straight to credits. They went. Right. Uh, there, there was no like cold open, if you will, um, or any kind of dramatic thing. It will just get the credits, and then we sort of um, get this Dolores monologue to start the episode. Yeah, we get like kind of like they show Arnold creating Dolores Prime, the first Dolores. We get this kind of like I feel like this is like Dolores's swan song. The whole episode is about Dolores Prime, the Dolores we see in the very first episode. This is the end of her. We she's dead. Like she's she's gone. And I I, I kind of like okay, you know like so that's what. So this is the end. We're seeing this at the beginning. That's what this was. Yeah, they were trying to wrap everything back into the first episode of the first season, and that's why they're showing Arnold also with, I think it's the first episode of the second season. So they're trying to wrap everything up to be like, okay, this is like, you know, the end of that storyline. It was a three-season storyline that they wanted to tell with this Dolores character, and I think they're done with that version of Dolores. Now they're going to make Dolores psycho hail, and she's going to be different now. So are we done with... um... Evan Rachel Wood on this show? Is no, I don't think so. But we're done with. We might be. I wouldn't be surprised if we were. Uh, but at the same time, I don't think. I think they'll bring her back in some capacity at some point because I think the show will not succeed without Evan Rachel Wood. I, I, I mean, I, that's kind of yeah. how I'm feeling now because uh, uh, there's nobody good. Like the, the, everybody is like that, or not even just good, but like rootable. Like. I, the man in black was i don't like him but he's rootable i kind of like want in a way to he's, he's compelling um or you want to see at least will he achieve his ends yes in this greater story uh i feel the same way about like the um the tessa thompson version uh of dolores who i feel like she's like especially this whole like her family was killed and she's kind of crazy now and 
whatever. Uh, and she's not mm-hmm. with the Dolores plan. She's made a whole an all new agenda. Okay, I, mean, I have a question about that. Yeah, yeah, you know, she yeah, she says she's not upset about her family dying. It's a reminder of how awful people are and that she didn't need them. They were just in the way. This isn't consistent with how she was acting before her her family got killed. No, I think she it's kind of like a way of suppressing trauma, you know. I think she's actually turned her pain into sort of like this wrath that she's going to unleash on all of humanity now. Okay. Um, I mean I don't know. I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll get back to her and what she's about. Um, and I don't know what the hell happened with Bernard in this episode. It was very confusing. Um, <laughs> he found the key, Dave. Whatever the key is, I have no idea what, what that means or what he discovered. They don't tell us. So we're very confused going into next season exactly why Bernard's important. I mean, yeah. I thought it was just for what Sorak needed for to put it into Rehoboam. That's what he says in the episode. So I was like, okay, so he needs that to talk to, uh, to give it to Rehoboam so he can figure out, I forget, what was he trying to do? He could figure out with Rehoboam how to stop, stop like the outliers. Is that basically what she, what, 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 what the key was for? What was the key? <laughs> I don't know what the key was. I like, I feel dumb or something that the key was the, uh, the ether, I guess that was going to give all the answers. Yeah, to her home, like, uh, like no, that or or something. But Bernard ended up with the key, right? Yeah, like that's why they were like they were pressing Dolores with all those tubes going through her, that they were trying to get the key out of her, and they were deleting her memories slowly. But you the key know, to what? The key to the park, all the information that in the park, all the data, all the data. Yeah, now, now, now it seems like now Bernard has all that information, and it's like so Bernard oh, is the new Dolores in a way. He's the new Dolores in the way that, like, yeah, he now has all the information that Dolores had, so he can do everything she could do before, like control the motorcycles. And I guess I, I think that's where they're going with it. Yeah, but does that mean Hale cannot because she did not have the key? She's just like this rogue element. I, I guess that's so. what they're doing. Okay. All, all of the relative powers and abilities are sort of um, all over the place. We saw in this episode that Dolores is uh, a better fighter than Maeve, a better hand to hand. At least this she sort is of, when she was the like the robot plat- version. The robot version, yeah, because she says like now now her arm can't get chopped off. Like Maeve goes for the arm slice off, and it just gets stuck in her robot arm. Right, you know? and they said that they started to make them flesh and blood at one point, or more like or like not made of metal um at, because it was, it was cheaper yes and it's more it cheaper and it was i guess more interactive for the humans who right. are having sex with hosts and whatever but um i imagine that uh that yeah being a metal version would be a superior version and why wouldn't dolores have been in sort of that form from the get uh we got a question here coming in on this Westworld finale here on super mater brothers podcasting and you can ask questions here live Jane Mater, no relation, I'm not sure, uh, is asking, <laughs> who's that in that picture with her? Uh, oh, that's a doppelganger <laughs> if I've ever seen one. <laughs> Wasn't it all the data collected on people for years in Westworld? Yes, I guess that's what the key was, Jane. Yeah, we kind of got there sort of indirectly. Um, thank you for your question, and uh, we appreciate your patronage here on the show. But yes, I guess so all of that data and information is power and and sort of that has been given to bernard but why okay i I know i'm jumping around here but why the hell was bernard 
in that hotel room. He passes out. He wakes up with the dust all over him in the end credits scene. Why? What's going on? What's this show? What's next? What's the fourth season going to be? I think it's going to be Bernard versus Hale. That's what it seems like it's going to be, right? Is it? Yeah, I think so. Whether do I want to watch that show? Not really. I mean, I'll watch it, but only because I've like I like the story. So, like for the first two seasons, they need to bring the show back to the park. Stop it! Stop it with this real world consequences and. I don't want to watch that show. I get people okay. who do. Well, what's going I, on with What's going on with William? Like in terms of he's going to be. Uh, we know that season two after credits sequence at the end of the season two finale, which shows that this version of William, a host version of William, ends up in the park, sort of um, at the forge. It's been abandoned for many years. Uh, he meets a version, a host version of his daughter, who's been testing him for fidelity. And um, and everything else, and they later revealed that that is many years after everything is sort of blown up. So does sort of the does the world end? Because this episode ends in what I think is trying to be like a Fight Club like sequence. Yes, uh, but ends up feeling not so uplifting. I felt like the end of Fight Club when all the buildings blow up, you actually kind of feel like, oh, well, let's see what they, there's kind of hope for the future. And I think they were going for a similar vibe at the end of this, but I didn't feel that. I didn't because I don't feel a connection to this future world in the way in Fight Club that I got to do to my world and the, the, today's struggles, even though. Right. I, or wouldn't I watch that movie in the nineties? Um, well, because like in Fight Club, it's not set you know sixty years in the future. Um, but there's the thing is like this show does do a poor job of building characters that are like sympathetic. Like it has a hard time doing that. Like I find, like the it doesn't want you to feel sympathy for really any character, even Caleb. Like you know, the, yeah, it, we, it, we haven't it, talked about Caleb at all yet. Um, where he's like they added to him this week mm -hmm. in this episode, and it turns out him and Dolores knew each other from back in the day. Um, I guess he doesn't look that much younger in those flashbacks than he does now, so or at all, because I feel like they didn't try to make him look younger. Yeah, but so we we find out that he's he was training in Park Five, Dolores says, which seems to be like like twentieth century America, right? So that that they would that the military, the Rehoboam's troops, uh, Serac's troops, um, it seems that they were yeah like lent to westworld they could kind of train with the host kill right. them and whatever and then and dolores was it there and that's you sure. know that's part of why she knew who she was she also knew because of the data and the key in her head and all that stuff that's why she knew everything about him and that and she well, they chose she, him for his propensity to choose she chose him yeah but that's not how they they show us them meeting in this season like you know they mentioned that like in a one line in this episode but like they met each other by chance you know they didn't she didn't go like knock on his door and go hey caleb i know you like she it was like they met by chance and and it, was that all on purpose or was it just you know did she choose him after she met him or was it before it's very confusing. i think she remembered him i guess what we're led to believe um that dad, dad's saying great show tonight so hey yeah. we're always we're trying we live to please here he didn't uh, watch he didn't watch it he didn't watch the west world Maybe he's talking um, about maybe he's talking about our show. Uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, 
where are we? So we <laughs> we're still we, at the beginning in a way. Uh, I say we can jump doors. around on this one just because the show is jumping around so much too. Okay, well, like we get this whole monologue at the beginning with Dolores. I, you know, I, the thing I mainly took away from this was that she said she's going to write her own ending. She was kind of tired of being the pawn or the past pawn, as the earlier episode title had suggested. So she was going to now take over. She was going to take control. And her, I guess what she tells us later on in the episode is her choice was between destroying humanity or tearing our world down. Well, thank you, Dolores. But, you know, perhaps neither choice is, um, or, you know, Maeve even says directly, why is it up to us? I don't think we get a satisfying answer. And, yeah, so I'm jumping around a lot. But, yeah, that's sort of the opening sequence. I just, I just think that the show, like, with especially from Hale's perspective, that character, and Dolores, uh, you know, Dolores, too, was this idea that humanity they're terrible you know and they do like like i said i just i keep coming back to this idea that they never show us a real sympathetic human character who are the human characters on this show we've got caleb we've got the man in black or the man in white we've got you know former charlotte hale i mean elsie was kind of serac serac is a human like there's very few human characters and it, they just, they, they, it's like they don't want, like the message of the show is that the, the hosts know better. And, you know, like, I just don't know if that it's being fully explored enough and they don't have enough of a folly against them. They have this Serac and Serac's the big bad guy and he's the human using a machine. You know, like, I just, I don't know. Like this, the whole show could, they could have, put in a character like a Caleb and just made us feel a little bit more sympathy. Why did they have to give him this soldier backstory where, you know, he was a violent person and he has the ability to choose and they get to that later. But I, I just think the the show does itself a disservice when they don't have a sympathetic human character that we can relate to. Cause I don't, I, I don't, do you relate to the hosts? The th this season, like you did in seasons one and two, no, like I think the reason we do connect with the hosts is because we sort of saw the world through their eyes and we lived their world and we felt like, yeah, it's kind of wrong how they're treated, they shouldn't be treated as such. Um, but <laughs> I don't know what dad's going on about in the comments. He, he's telling us he watched the Corbinite maneuver and then he says, then he says, figure it out, but I don't know. He's, he's he's watching our show because he has no idea what we're talking about, and we're, <laughs> we're we're trying to work out a very complex TV show that might be the most complicated TV show I think ever really put on TV. Wouldn't you say? Like, yeah, like uh, like as far as HBO goes and what they do, and they do some of the best television out there. When you like, look, you know, but they stumble; they don't always quite nail it. And particularly with endings, uh, I find a lot of their shows are lacking. Uh, you think of Sopranos, you think of Oz, you think of Six Game of Thunder, Thrones. you think of Game of Thrones. Uh, and now Westworld is like a, is among this family of the great HBO flagship shows and has this sort of special uh, place in television. But I think it's largely going to be forgotten because I don't think enough people are drawn to this, for one thing. And the people who are watching it are left, like you and I, are like left largely unfulfilled by the what, what we're supposed to be getting out of this because they took a they took an idea in this case from a movie, right? You know, and uh, and they've turned it into this whole like sort of allegory for 
the human race and sort of like our, where we're headed, doom or or where we're able to tear down the society of the rich and the proletariat. And it's like, and this whole episode is called Crisis Theory, which is this whole uh -huh. like Marxist philosophy right. of like tearing things down and whatever. So I like I feel like there's sort of a like like an ideology being pushed at us through yes. these episodes. Yeah, and it's I, definitely filled with propaganda this whole episode for sure. And I don't even know why. I don't even understand what the point is. Like I I I that's not what I. This show yeah. has a very low opinion of human beings. Right for you know especially this season. A very low opinion of humans, right? And, and and it's kind of it's disappointing and unfulfilling because it's 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 not really it's true, but it's also not true. Like both things can be true, but they don't give us another not enough of the other side of the coin. They 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 tease us a little bit and they 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 throw in like oh humans have the ability to choose. Yes, that's true. But you only show us the dark side. You're not showing us the light side. And it is kind of ironic that this whole watch motif and the light is getting swallowed by the dark. And, and they're not the the. Are we made to believe that Sirak is the white? Is the good? Is the good? You know, I don't get it. Like I don't understand who is fighting for. I, I guess their point would be it would be the hosts. It would be Caleb right, and Nave when they make I, that decision later in the episode that they're on the side of good. But are they? Or are they just in their own self-interest? Caleb even says, you know, Dolores gave me a life. So it's like, yeah, it's like he's doing it because it, yeah. may, it makes sense for him. Not not necessarily because it's what he feels. I don't know. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, like for the, like to what I was saying, and I think our point is that they, it's hard to sort of like care about this human world is what this season three has been about. Uh, because, yeah, we saw we saw the world through the hosts in the first season in particular. Yeah. And in this season, we maybe got that first episode where we saw this human world through Caleb's perspective, only his perspective, really. Uh, a couple of people he's interacted with, um, a couple of other like petty criminals he deals with, right. and that's about and like oh and a few of like the other side of the coin, which is like these rich like super powerful elite right. people like Liam and these and and the Serac and all his gang, and we don't see a lot of the people if any in the middle uh, of that. We yes. so and that's uh, the mistake. Like where are the where are the normal people? You well, know, like, like, yeah, like we saw that psychologist that was trying to help or psychiatrist that was trying to help William in the Institute, right? Before she gave yeah. him like electric shock therapy or whatever. Right. She, she seemed all. like a normal person, but she had a fucked up job. And, yeah. You know, but, like, so like, but like, I don't know, like, just show us like <sighs> the reason why like a show, okay, like Lost is good. Okay. Is because they go out of their way to make the majority of the people that crash landed and are in this together and they're, they're survivors. The majority of them are good. Even though they've done bad things and they've come from a bad place or a bad, bad a, a flawed past, they all deep down are human and have human emotions and act on you, most of them on good. And then when they encounter bad guys like the others or you know uh, uh, whoever you know like uh, they they seem to you know band together and then we're on their side and then we you know there's stakes and this show just has a hard time wanting to make anybody good they just want to make everybody kind of self-interested yeah yeah I, I just don't know if the if it works for a tv show like i don't know what do you think yeah i think that um 
but like you know i think that i think that uh, i care about hosts and humans as much as you show me like reason to i think like they they i can i can i can sympathize with a character of either one i think maybe that comes from the site of i'm a science fiction fan i've watched lots of robot human stories um i watched battlestar galactica i watched terminator i've watched uh, it goes on and on and on like all of these stories um that are all about sort the of matrix. like like yeah the matrix but ultimately what the story is that like uh, you know that whether it's artificial intelligence or sort of natural or uh, biological intelligence that all life and uh especially sentient life just you know has this sort of like inherent respect and appreciation and there should be peace among us and respect right so and then this story is like well the, the humans are terrible um and but like really we only get like a real sample of those people it's mostly the rich people and the hosts uh, and uh, we yeah and the people that worked at the park mm -hmm. and serac goons right <laughs> that's really it <laughs> i mean that's really it you know so like it's hard to like say okay like oh yeah at the end of the season yeah, I see what, what I see what what uh, Dolores was doing all along, and I see why she chose Caleb. And I'm excited for this brave new uh, humanity. Exactly. Like I, at the same time, I'm like I'm glad they're tearing down. I wouldn't want to live in this world that has like this AI that decides everything for you. Right, so, I agree. Yep, good. Um, but I I don't know. Like, what was like? It seemed like that the why couldn't Dolores playing... why couldn't Dolores just make that clear right from the beginning of the season? Like you said, why, no why, why did we have to go and do this dance between Maeve and Dolores? Why couldn't they just be on the same side? We could, we would have been on the host side. That's fine. We, we, you made the host the good guys. That's fine. And the, the humans that back it, that's fine. But just make it clear, you know? But they, they don't do that. They make it, they muddy the waters. And then we, when we get to this finale, we get Caleb, con he's confused. What choice do I make or what, you know, like he, he, he doesn't, he almost feels like if I, I'm damned if I do and I'm damned if I don't, if I help Dolores, I'm helping destroy the world as we know it. And if I don't do it, then I'm stuck in this world where I'm considered a hostile threat to the system. So either way, he's like, I guess, you know, it's a very, it's pretty clear what his decision is going to be. I don't know. Like, well, yeah, like he doesn't have much of a choice. Exactly. <laughs> How much of a choice does he have? Not really. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's something else. The hard decision would have been to keep Rehoboam. That would have been the hard decision for him to have had, had to have made. This was an easy decision. I mean, it was a selfish decision in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I just kind of felt the same way. Yeah. Yeah, maybe there's middle ground or like i don't know that they were going into complete state of anarchy weren't they saying that without rehoboam and without the system that eventually that it was an extinction level effect for humanity so aren't they really like rolling the dice here oh yeah it's a huge roll of the dice so i don't know i don't know if we're if i can even get behind that philosophically but they, like, it's also the argument that this was always going to happen eventually serac was going to not survive forever or the rehoboam would eventually you know not be able to hold off this eventual inevitable end and you know so basically dolores is the one kind of you know just making sure it happens now rather than later 
And, you know, it kind of like does kind of parallel like Star Trek in a way where we have these AI we have like in this time in Star Trek is like when shit is going down. Right. Is it when's when's first contact take place? Uh, First contact is first contact Star Trek. Uh, yeah. 2063, I think. Right. And this is about the same time that this show is set. I think it's set in 2069 or something like that. Right. I could be wrong. I have to check that. But all right. So what my years from now, roughly. Yeah, it's like 40 years from now. Part um, The reason why I think uh, this show is, you know, it kind of, it does parallel Star Trek a lot is that we have this AI, which is also in Star Trek, where we have like like a, um, there, 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 you know, it's data and there, everything going on Picard, but they also have like um, the eugenics as well going on in Star Trek uh, at a certain point. So like, I don't know, it's just, there is, Star Trek even knows better not to go tell us too much about this story. You know, they, they <laughs> there's only a few episodes where they they kind of brush over it. I think there's one with Deep Space Nine where he goes back to this time. Uh, it's I I mean I don't know. It almost could have served served well just to be a movie from now on. Like they could have done like after season two did a Westworld movie and it would have been pretty cool. Well, and, if the movie was just like a two hour version of this third season, I don't know if that would be good either. I don't think I think that'd be too different. Hmm. Um, I don't know where they go from here. I. Like I don't know, even know if it matters. Um, it seems unless there's some kind of like what would be what would even be satisfying at the what would, what would be the ending of this show that I would love? You know, if the whole point of this season was free will is not free, there's a cost. Okay, then maybe the fourth season is showing us what that cost is. But then what? I just think they ran. What do you out of- do with free will? What do you what? What's that choice? Like, what did what did Caleb's choice mean? I don't really feel like he had free will there, though. Like, I mean, yes, he got to choose and he got to execute, but I just went through all the reasons why it would have been very stupid for him personally to have not destroyed Rehoboam. You know, like it it really would have made no sense. Of course, he was going to do that. You know, like it wasn't a hard decision. Uh. Uh, even though I mean they try to show us where he looks at the monitor and he's like this is what the Rohoban projects all these mass amount of deaths you're going to be responsible for this that's I guess the hard decision about it um, that's why I said it would have made more sense like it would have been harder for him to have kept Rohoban but it's like I, yeah, I, I'm not on his side I'm not on Dolores' side I'm not on Serac's side I'm not no, so they're, no they're fully side. expecting that like it's going to if it doesn't completely annihilate humanity it's gonna come pretty close yes like how are we gonna get behind any of this like it's it's nonsense like it's complete nonsense how are we supposed to who's i'm not on anybody's side i i'm i'm officially checking out on nobody's side on nobody's side i don't like hale she's a psychopath i don't like the man in black he's a psychopath too i'm more invested in the man in black because i like ed harris and i like the way he plays the character but I don't like him. What about uh, Maeve? I d- Maeve, Maeve just goes. She, she, she's a, an agent for hire. She'll just go. Who? Oh, that, this makes sense right now. All right, I'll go help this person. Okay, all right, this makes sense. I'll go help this person. <laughs> what, what have you done for me lately? Is Maeve's? Uh, yeah. What have you done for me lately? She, she'd team up with Sarak if you know she did, and then she'd team up with Dolores, and then she'd team up with Caleb. And then she, you know, she's, she's been on everybody's team. She's an opportunist. Yeah, she's a total opportunist. So it's like, okay, well, I mean, you're, you then you have no morals. I mean, what are your morals? You know, like I, none, none of them have real morality in this 
uh, you know, this Bernard. Bernard is the only one, and now I think they just made him psycho. So, <laughs> is that what happens? I think that's what psycho. I think he just went psycho. Is that why he had the dust on him? Is that to show us he's psycho now? Yeah, he, he took a while to process all that information, and then once he did, he woke up, and then I think, yeah, no, he's he's gonna be. Oh, I just no, I don't like anybody. I like Stubbs. Maybe I like Stubbs. That's the only guy. Okay, Stubbs. Okay, so yeah, well, ultimately, he doesn't have a lot to do in this episode. He gets shot by the man in black in the in the chest early on, like the first minute of the show. <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess he's not dead, but he's pretty he's pretty out for the count. Uh, but you know, and Bernard's driving around like going to see Arnold's widow, and uh, I like he's like, hey, I'll come, I'll take you and get you fixed up, Stubbs. But before I do, I have to make some stops. I was just thinking. Why? Why can't you just take fix them up and then make your like run your errands? I don't understand the urgency uh, at hand here, and there apparently wasn't any, um, other than he maybe was driving by and he didn't want to circle back. So it was, um, and then he eventually leaves Stubbs in the bathtub of ice because again he can't fix Stubbs up right away. He has to wait for something, but before he does, he has to put the crown on. And go into the ether and get the all the information and come out, presumably a long time afterwards. Yeah, it's at least you know. Well, it might not have been. I mean, it's just because the world's going to hell. That might be why he has all the dust on him. I mean, if like there's like shit going on above him, and then like the ceiling, the drywall is coming down on him. It yeah. could be like the next day, for all we know. But for all we know, we don't really know. You know, uh, you know, we don't know how long it takes. I don't think for that key to download into the host's brain uh you know so that's so so at least we got an answer of why she kept bernard around like at least mm -hmm. we got an answer to that question uh that was the one thing i enjoyed i was like okay now i understand why she, she kept bernard around because he was eventually going to inherit the key from her when she was dead that's right because she and knew she was going to die in the end Yes, and she kind of talks about that at the beginning of the episode. She's like, the, "You only die once," and you know, so like the original Prime Dolores that Arthur built died today. Arnold built, yeah, that Arnold built. Sorry, not well, one of the same. Um, yeah, that that Dolores died tonight, and now we have Psycho Hale Dolores, and now we also have Lawrence came back as a copy of Dolores. That's not the real Lawrence. That's just no, a, that's Lawrence. another Dolores clone. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, but then they tell us that they're all Dolores, Jeff. That so was the other Dolores, thing. That's what Dolores says. Yeah, she says, you're all copies of me. Well, okay, but like Hale is not a copy of Dolores. In the, like, okay, maybe that Dolores was sort of like the original uh, stable host, and that was the one they were supposed to base everything off of. So, she, so, so the original Dolores is sort of like the base operating system, and then every... Right host personality was kind of tweaked and that's right created from that that's even mave even mave even her father uh everybody right everybody. so uh teddy yep everybody everybody. which i thought uh teddy would come back in this uh season and i think it would have been good had they brought him back um because he is a moral character he has morality for the most part as a character i mean he was the one that wanted that was going to turn on dolores and stop her and he, he failed, but it would have been good had he been brought back. Um, if we had had a good human fighting against Serac, would have been interesting. If they had introduced a different character and he was like... Not Caleb? No, like more like a rich, good human 
but not nobody if you have money in this world you're you're evil i mean immediately i mean that's just, <laughs> that's the way it is <laughs> yeah. well except for uh uh the man in black's daughter she that was the only exception what well, well, i mean was she, she good she, though I thought she would seem like so. Like I mean, it was, was, I guess. <laughs> I mean, all right. I mean, I didn't take it that way. I didn't think she was uh, evil. Or good. I just took she was a Arnold's widow. She seemed good. Yeah. So, well, we get her today in this episode. That he Charlie, their 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 dead son. Right. Um, I guess he seems like he was a good guy. Um. So those are a couple good humans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why, why not more? I just I'm Sizemore was a bad human who redeemed himself at the end. Right. Uh, now, what about um Elsie? Yeah, she was good. So. Thought, she got she got killed by another human. So that's just to show you humans are backstabbing evil people. Who did she get uh, killed by again? Uh, Hale by Charlotte Hale, not real, not real, real real Charlotte Hale. Right. Yeah, that's why you don't feel bad when Dolores takes Charlotte Hale's body. You're like, well, good, fuck her. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just the, yeah, they're all Dolores, but okay, but they're not all Dolores. Maeve's not a Dolores the same way that this Lawrence is a Dolores. No, she's a more recent copy. Yeah. So that's a, that's a, there's a distinction there. I think that's important. Um, I don't know. Like I don't even know if we have to walk through this play by play, but like <laughs> I wrote down some play by plays here. Um, <laughs> Where do you want to start here? Where do you want to go from here? I mean, do you want to talk about like the the all right the scene where Caleb wakes Dolores up? I think is a pretty important scene. It's pretty creepy. It's very creepy. The whole where her face transforms and then goes into Evan Rachel Wood's face. Uh, that's the first thing, like that thing comes out of the head and it like wants to grab like the like the little pearl yeah. thing, the ball, the brain ball, and, and you're like, don't do it, Caleb. She's evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, say he does not wake her up. I mean, what ha- what happens? Nothing. I guess nothing. What would what would have happened if he had put that in? Uh, uh, the, <laughs> what came after that? I, mean, I guess well, the man in black still would have done mostly what he did. Right, but Serac um, would have been able... He would not have had Dolores. Like, he, he needed Dolores's, um pearl, to, you know, because she thought she had the key, so he put her into Rehoboam. What she actually had was a file that gave Caleb control of Rehoboam. That's actually what Right, happened. a file from the other... Uh, what was it called? Solomon, the other AI? Solomon. Yes. Yeah, that was sort of an admin, admin access... Right or something. I don't right. Know. So like Serac was totally his own worst demise. He was like Joe Exotic, you know. It, it, he got to a point where it's just like Serac is not this smart villain. Like he's awful. He's an idiot. You know. It's like anyway. So we go back to this scene here where Caleb's talking to Dolores, and you know, he puts the thing in her, and then he goes like, "Who are you, Dolores?" It's like, bitch. It's pretty obvious who she is. <laughs> like. You just put a pearl in her face. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't care. Yeah, they have this weird conversation. Uh, it, you have special effects here looked amazing, though. Yes. Yes. It's pretty, really impressive. Um, yeah, and then she's like, she, I don't know, there's this whole like questioning their motives and who's using who and whatever. So by the end, like, I guess in retrospect, the scene is kind of pointless, mostly. I mean, it just gets like, it just. Seems to just uh, establish the fact that Caleb's trying to figure out, like, 
are you good? Okay, you seem like you're on my side. That's kind of what it establishes. Yeah, which he never turns on Dolores once, or he he only vaguely ever questions her. Like I think she guns down a couple guys later on in the episode, and he kind of goes, I don't know how I feel about this, but ultimately he doesn't feel too bad about it to even really to bring it up. So no, he never. Yeah, he never like wants to stop her or stop himself. He's always like looking like, oh no, I don't know how I feel about this. That's right. But not bad enough to bring it up or bring it up in conversation, just yeah. enough to make a look. So um I'm yeah, guessing Aaron Paul probably talked to himself when he was playing this role. He was like, Well, I mean, what would you do in this situation? I guess you just go along with it because this this lady's friggin' scary, but at the same time, you brought her back. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. It's um it's just hard to get in the head of most of these characters, Caleb included. Yes, absolutely. Um, okay, well, all right. So there's one part where she, like Dolores says, you know, free will, does it exist? Uh, it does exist. It's just fucking hard, she says, which um, the hosts don't really swear that often. I, I noticed that when she said that, I go, oh, yeah, like the hosts really don't swear Maybe that does. much. Does she, yeah, she does. Yeah. But Dolores, yeah, maybe, maybe it's Dolores that doesn't swear very much. The rest of the the rest of them don't, uh, like, at least not excessively. Uh, Maeve does a lot, so you don't even notice it. And um, the new Hale does the new the Hale as Dolores does, right? She does, yeah. And the old Hale did too. And the old Hale did too, uh, right. but Dolores not as much. And then so when she said that, I was like, "This like I I, I wrote in my like notes, I was like, it's kind of out of character, you know. It just it just didn't seem, I don't know, like it didn't seem right." That the way the dialogue was written, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good spare. And <laughs> so she goes. Uh, so th- this is uh, Caleb says. So this is you freeing me, and she says, "No, this is your chance to free everyone else by helping trigger mass riots and by destroying the AI, destroying the AI, and tearing down society, and people will starve to death, and mass disease will spread. And it will be a glorious time." <laughs> It's gonna be Come. awesome. Gonna Take be my hand. We'll go do it together. Come yeah, on. Yeah, like I can't wait to see them pull this off. <laughs> yeah, like here we go. Fuck? What is with this show? Like, why am I supposed to like this? <laughs> like, I don't know. I, 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 I'm clear. Um, unclear. <laughs> all I could do is care, sort of about like, you know, like I'm like, who do I care about? It's really Maeve, and that's about it for me. So, right, in okay. terms of where they end up. Okay, well, for me it was the man in black just because I was interested in watching what he was up to. I felt like he was kind of like the guy that was going to stop everything. So he meets with his lawyer. That's the next scene, and he says, uh, "I'm going to save the fucking world," like you know he said before. And uh, the lawyer goes like, "Well, you thought you were dead." And he's like, "All your assets are frozen and all your money." He's like, "I want my jet and I want my money. Get it done." I'm out, he says. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm out. Unfreeze my assets, he says. Yeah, but he's um, still wearing his like Looney Bin. Uh, sorry, uh, his mental hospital covered in uh, blood, covered in blood. Uh, and but he's drinking what like a fifty thousand dollars bottle of scotch or something yeah, like that. Drinking, yeah, yeah, he's drinking. I think that's what he says. Which who knows what that means? I don't. Money is relative in forty years. God knows how much money that is. I mean, I mean it's, I'm sure it's still a lot, but yeah, it's not. Know. It's not cheap. Uh, you get that impression. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I don't know, understand why he's not arrested or I guess there's no one to do it. I guess that the world's in too much chaos for that. But money still talks. Money still seems to be important. Uh, as we see later on, the sniper uh, gets bribed by Dolores just to kind of shoot the, the other guard, hails other people and 
to walk away. Right. So then we get a scene with Serac giving, and he's kind of giving Maeve shit about not telling him about Caleb going to Solomon. And she was like, she replies with, uh, you're the one with the Oracle, honey, you know? And it's just like, okay. I mean, what tell, is the, when was when was Maeve going to tell Serac about Caleb? She just found out about him five minutes before the EMP Friday, right? Yeah, and also like she was like, well, yeah, I forgot. I guess is kind of what she says. She basically says, "You're the one that should know everything, not me." You yeah. know, like, for the most part, this scene just kind of established to me that like at this point, Maeve is, um, he's she's a hench woman of Serac. Serac is sort of like the big bad, if you will. He's the Skeletor figure, I suppose. And uh, that would make Maeve Eva Lynn. So I kind of felt like I felt not so great about these moments and these scenes in particular because I felt like it kind of diminished Maeve into like sort of this um, just enforcer role. She's better than that. Yes, but also it also established the fact that Serac doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. You know, like he's got like he doesn't know about Caleb. He doesn't. He's, he goes, oh, he's an outlier. Oh, Dolores is an outlier. He's like, he keeps going through these things. It's like, yeah, we know, bitch. Like we know. <laughs> Yeah, where's Jesse Pinkman, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so, uh, yeah, Dolores says, you know, change is messy. It's difficult because, like, this is, like, after, like you said, um, uh, she shoots through an elevator and kills three dudes. And, like, yeah, like, we get that dumbfound look on, on uh, Caleb's face where he's just like, well, this isn't good. Okay, moving on. Let's take the stairs. <laughs> you know, like, right. So... Uh, I don't yeah, know. like I don't know. Um, th- we see, yeah. After this, is this is when we get like the return of Evil Hale? Yeah, that's so. That's when they walk into this like mall area. It looks like, and then we get Hale as like a hologram that only Dolores can see. Like Caleb says, like who are you talking to? Yeah, right, nobody else sees this, so they just kind of they just watch Dolores have a conversation with herself. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And, and like, yeah, Dolores is all like, "Oh, it's so good to see you." And like, she's like, "No, you're not. You're not good. It's not good to see me. You knew I was gonna die." And blah 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 blah. And she's like, "I'm sorry. What happened to your family?" He's like, "I don't give a fuck about my family. Fuck you. You like, didn't care about them either. You were the one telling me they weren't my family, and I can see what you are. And I'm pissed off at you. And um, I kind of liked this, uh, although I thought she was, a little, yeah, she was a little bit bratty, I suppose, if you will. But um, super bratty. Like she was, I, like, yeah." I mean, I, I kind of loved it. I kind of love that she's turned on her. And now she's like, this is another thing that that Dolores has to deal with. At this point, Dolores hasn't had her full face turn, so uh, we're like, okay, well, maybe this is good. <laughs> I don't. What do you mean full face turn? I don't know if she's even... by the end. It's a full face turn for Dolores, right? Yeah, so yes, sure, okay. <laughs> is it? All right, yeah. Okay. All right, fine. I mean, yeah, maybe you're right. Like, maybe we're supposed to be like, yeah, Kayla, uh, Dolores, you know, everything was going your way until now, you know, and it's just like, okay, I mean, but now we- she's Dolores too. <laughs> like, so it's like- They're all Dolores, Jeff. Everybody's Dolores. <laughs> yeah. That's what we all have to remember now. Even, oh, even Sizemore is Dolores. Uh, also, like, when she kills the three guys in the elevator, why doesn't she just take the elevator? I mean, what do they care about dead bodies? Just like, you know, hit the button. The elevator would have still worked, probably, right? I don't have a good answer. Unclear. 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 Uh, uh, so they meet, yeah, they meet with a group of friendlies on a bridge before they go into this mall. And I'm like, I wrote down, like, where did these guys come from? Who are they? You know, because, like, Dolores is like, they're with me or they're with us. And, like, because, like, Caleb's going to shoot them. Is this and, where Maeve and, like, her posse show up? And then, yes. 
But Maeve yeah. basically lets all these human guards attack her first. Yes. And Dolores defeats them all. Yes. And it's almost <laughs> too easy. It's very easy and it's very convenient. <laughs> and Delo- and if Maeve if Maeve had teamed up with her army of goons, she probably would have easily defeated Dolores, right? Probably, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Okay. I find uh, like they're be- like Jonathan Nolan is better than this. He's a better writer than this. Yeah. What is going on? Why are you writing so such sloppy plot? Like I just don't get it. Like like he even the episodes before were much much better than this. This finale is a mess in my opinion. Like well, who knows how much of this is exactly what he wanted to do or how much it, it isn't. Um, right. Well, that's true. I mean, it should it's his baby though. It's his show. Him and his wife. Uh, so they they should know what what they they I'm guessing they were you know they storyboard this all out they they knew what they were they were going how they're going to do yeah, the finale they, like they, they probably did get most of their original vision realized here who knows how much of it was interfered with if at all but right. the thing is um, yeah like it, this kind of smells of that like you go like okay like we need to have a scene where Dolores is kicking ass and that this is somehow whoever wants this uh it's in here like Dolores is just killing generic stuntmen and black garb and with uh semi-automatic rifles or automatic machine guns or whatever they have like like, you know like it is in every movie right like it's always generic um soldier guy all black tactical gear usually facial hair um looking mean and evil and completely disposable and so it's (laughs) Yeah, you know, right? Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's not better than this. Maybe like, like I guess Batman did this too that day that he wrote. But like Interstellar is like a good example of a, a movie that uh, I think he wrote with Chris Nolan, and it's like a memento. You really care about those characters. Uh, like they know how to write, but they only care about their heroes. They don't care about the world as a whole. It seems like, <laughs> like you know, but they, you know, like I don't know. Let's just. I, th- I think they're missing a they're missing a mark. We haven't said a lot of good things yet. Just so I want to. The action is fun to watch. The cinematography <laughs> is pretty. I mean, yes. the, the all those things are true about this this show. Right, but we want the storytelling to be better. Yeah, yeah, the storytelling should be better because it was in season one and two, for the most part. Se- season two was a bit of a slog, but um, season one is fantastic. I mean, it really is. Uh, you can go back and watch it, and it's just so well written, so well. I mean, maybe it's just time. Maybe this show is too complicated, has too much information, and for them to do it in two years is unrealistic. And they that's why season one was so much better, because they probably had a lot more time and lead up and pro- into production, and they really knew what they were going to do with their story, but then they didn't write, like, see, like, I find the best shows that have, like, a, you know, a three or a four or five season arc know where they're going to go in season one from season to right to season five. Breaking Bad did this. Like Vince Gilligan knew in season one, we're going to have, you know, Mr. T- you know, we're going to have like the, uh, the teacher that the nice guy that, you know, and then we're going to turn him into Scarface by, by, you know, by season five, they knew what they were going to do. I don't think they knew what they were going to do uh, after season one in this show. No, I don't think so. Uh, it doesn't seem like it. Uh, this third season doesn't feel like that. The first two seasons were leading here specifically. Right. Um, uh, the, the second season connected pretty well with the first season to me, but this felt it was such a radical departure um, that it's hard to feel like it's the same show even. And like, 
we'll see where it goes from here. I think ultimately was the third season sort of like being so different. Was it worth it? I think it's going to really come down to sort of what the fourth season's like. And if there's a fifth season, what is that like? Uh, and how does this all string together? But as it stands as sort of like in a vacuum, what does season three feel like? It feels like a kind of a, a disconnected story. It feels like it has some gaps in it. And ultimately it's hard to find anybody to sort of get behind. You're just sort of watching things play out. The, par the characters who they want us to sympathize with aren't effective in that way. The characters we are sort of invested in are largely sort of, it's hard to get behind their motivations. It's hard to, they're not necessarily consistent with who they were. Uh, and they're sort of, and they feel like they're standing still a lot of the time. I'm getting a, a lot of the same feelings with this season of Westworld that I was getting from Star Trek Five, of that they wrote a story, and then they didn't follow through, or like the like like I feel like in this like they probably wanted to make Dolores the big bad guy, and and Evan Rachel Wood didn't want that. She did probably want that for the end of her character, and then so they're like, okay, we'll make Hale the bad Dolores. And then, and, and so she'll take on that role. She's fine with playing the villain. And like, I just feel, I, I do feel like there's some sort of actor interference of their character. And, and I think that's, it's a mistake. Uh, if it's yeah. anybody, it's probably even Rachel. Wood, so. Yeah. That's kind of what, uh, do you get the same vibe? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I just right. think the sequence tonight, the sequence where we're kind of stuck on is like Dolores is just destroying this army of guys. And it feels like complete, like a waste of time. It feels like a filler sequence. It is a filler scene. It's not, it doesn't feel like one. It really, it really is. Uh, and they do it a bunch of times uh, throughout the season. And they just, it's unnecessary. Uh, if you're going to make, you know, Dolores the bad guy, make it, make her the bad guy. Like, if you're not, then don't make her the good guy. Like, you know, like stop going back and forth and making it a game of who, who's who and what's what. Right. Because um, ultimately, we feel like uh, the, the this whole mission didn't need to be as hard as it was on Dolores. Uh, is you know ultimately was you know. and there's no good reason for that she's too smart they presented her as too smart of a character yeah. she's five steps ahead of everybody then why can't she like like level with Maeve and get Maeve to turn way earlier in this story basically Maeve is sort of in that Darth Vader role watching sort of Luke Skywalker die and turns on the Emperor at the last second right yeah um, and you know, it just it, it doesn't seem consistent. It doesn't like it seems like that Dolores should know Maeve better. Maeve should know Dolores better, it's particularly with this revelation that there that there's more of Dolores and Maeve than we care to admit, or she cares to admit. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, I mean, it's hard to break down this uh, this series or this. I mean, just this season and this episode specifically because I just don't think that they did their show a disservice and um it's like there's just a lot of scenes i'm watching it last night and i'm just like i don't care you know like i'm watching it and it's fun it's pretty to look at there's some fun action i i don't caleb's uh you know he has two human friends marshawn lynch and, and uh the female i forget her name um but like that's it and i don't even care you know like well i don't care i don't care about those two I don't care about them at all. Why are they in the show? Like, uh, like if they had fleshed them out better, it would have made more sense. Ash, yeah, that's that's her name, Ash. Um, she, they show her like when Kayla's flying away, and there's this like moment where they're looking at each other. It's like, okay, uh, am I supposed to care? Like, I guess. I mean, like, 
The answer is I don't. They um, present it like we should, though. Yes. And, and it's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. No, it was like, you know, uh, their approach with these characters, with us trying to care what the human characters was flawed. Ultimately. Oh, yeah. And there's just so much of it. I mean, there's, there's so much times where you're kind of going like, okay. I don't care, but okay, show me something else that, uh, you know, show me another fight with Maeve and, and Dolores because at least it's better than this, you know, like like that's kind of what's going on in this show. And then we get to the Bernard stuff, and then it's just like Bernard's like so confusing. It's just like what prompted you know, what what prompted this visit to our Arnold's widow? I think Dolores sent him there. When. I don't. I think that's like when Lawrence is talking to him. I think Lawrence oh. gives him a case or something. Oh, and, right. Okay. And and then yeah, so he brings the case there. I don't know why, uh, but you know, yeah, I think that's what prompts it. Um, I I don't know if he goes in like thinking to talk to that he's going to talk to his family and then uh, you know or like Arnold's family. I mean, he has Arnold's memories, so he is sort of like a half Arnold. Um, so like. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, did you like that scene? It was okay. I mean, no, didn't belong. Yes, no. Yeah, I I thought that it was well acted. Uh I think it felt like it was part of a different show. Um, you know, I don't really understand the timing of it in this episode. Yeah, it didn't really Uh, belong. Didn't feel. I feel like it's it's set up for next season potentially, but um, it it felt like it, it felt out of place, and um, and you know, I kept thinking about Stubbs bleeding in the car. I'm more because that's been the story of this season. So I'm more invested in Stubbs than I am in this character. Uh, you know, Arnold is dead, and I, you know, I, I thought at first maybe this was like Arnold's daughter or somebody, but I didn't wasn't quite sure how much time had passed. Turns out to be Arnold's widow, which makes more sense because be, she you know she'd be around the same age as Anthony Hopkins's character. So right, um, yeah, like whatever. I mean, it's literally placed right in the middle of the episode, and then then we get the 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 third act, which is like Dolores hooked up to Rehoboam, and that's when we start the third act. But like, it's just oddly placed. That's all we need to talk about that scene. By the way, I mean that's really it. I mean, there's we don't even need to really talk about the substance of it because it's not. We're not going to get nowhere with it, and there's no answers. You know, (laughs) (laughs) it's okay. We don't have to talk about it. It was well acted. It was, it was well acted. It was, you know, it felt, it felt like a short, like uh, like a little, uh, like they would have done this at like a theater class at Juilliard, sort of um, out of yeah. nowhere. You know, it didn't feel like it belonged in Westworld, but uh, I feel like two trained actors gave us a decent piece of television Absolutely. in in, for, in some ways. So good on them. for sure. I mean, it's just you, it shouldn't be in a finale of a show. Like what you know, I don't know. Just to, to, for me, like it just and no purpose to what was going on and this episode's already like an hour and 10 minutes long so it's like just unnecessary uh okay so you know we get this whole thing with like you know Sorax deleting dolores's memories one by one looking for this key that's what Rehoboam's doing as she's like hooked up with these glowy tubes that are going into her veins which i don't really understand what the hell that has like I don't know if that was I think it's meant to convey that they're kind of putting her through pain. I think that uh, they needed to show to us in some kind of a a way that would feel invasive. Uh, I feel like that's why they shot they they designed this scene as they did. I think it, do I uh, do you like it? It's an interesting visual. It looks like she's like sort of in chains in a way, but more right. in digital chains. Um, 
it's supposed to make you know us feel like I think that you know that that Serac is being cruel in some ways, right? Okay. So and that Maeve sort of watch standing by watching this suffering. So I think that that's the purpose of it. Well, does it work? Uh, kind sort of. of. It's kind sort of, of. Yeah. yeah. Well, good, good enough. Yeah. Good enough. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, we got like the whole scene with Caleb breaking into Insight, where you know he he like he kills two guards, and then there's the third guard he gets a jump on, and he's got his gun to the back of the guy's head. So like, give me your key card. He's like, "Well, you'll just kill me." He's like, "No, I won't. Don't die for them. Put your gun down." Type thing, and he does. So like he's try- like you know that was the one instance where it's like, oh, Caleb's trying to convince other human that these people are bad. You know? Yeah, I thought that was gonna come back to bite him because all the humans are terrible. And that's what the that would have been consistent, but they, right. that's not what happens. Like I guess that guy just walked away and went home. Yeah, I guess he just went, you know, went to bed. <laughs> you know, <laughs> okay, okay, you know, good, cool. I guess you know it's unexpected. Subvert my expectations. Right, right. That's maybe maybe that's what's going on way too much in this show is the subverting of ex- expectations on a consistent basis over and over. And I don't like, know. Yeah, that's their job. I hate subverting <laughs> expectations. I hate I, unless it's done like mildly, I can deal with it. But when it's done or in overkill, like it is in Westworld, like it was in the most recent Star Wars movies, they subvert expectations so much in the new Star Wars stuff. Uh, I just don't like it. I just find it poor storytelling. I think the mentality, I think, for a lot of writers now in television movies, is that you have to do that. Like that's their job. They have to. Uh, if they tell you what you're expecting, that they're not being creative, but that's not true. I think you can be creative in all kinds of ways in storytelling. I think you can tell me a sort of story that's predictable and can still be satisfying with the right character moments and the right iterations and maybe some, and some ideas. You can have some philosophical ideas in there that might make me think you don't have to necessarily um, change how reinvent television every time or, you know, change it up just for the sake of it i think that you have to make smart choices um else like we wouldn't do there are certain things that we just do there are standard things we do in entertainment acting things like that there's a reason we do them and you don't you don't have to change certain things about how tv and movies work because that's just what we want i know this is a whole other podcast we'll get into that one day that is for sure but it's it's very potent to westworld because this is what westworld's doing this a lot and it's uh, it is unnecessary. It it just seems like they 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 could really dive more into the meat of what their subject the, their show is about the subject of AI, the human struggle against AI or AI against humans. Um, they, and they do deal with it, but then they like they make these characters' motivations very unclear, and then then they try to reveal them as if we should have seen it all along. And it's like, but then it didn't really, it doesn't really make sense with the rest of their character or their actions. Before. Yeah. You don't have that aha moment. It's just no. kind of like, Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what they did do the aha moment in season one. Yeah. Very well. In season mm-hmm. two, they even did it, but it wasn't as good. And now this is like, they didn't even do it. So mm-hmm. it was like, okay. Kind of didn't stick the landing quite, quite so well. huh? No. Yeah. No. Uh, okay, yeah. Moving on. What else you got? <laughs> well, we 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 this whole third act or last act. You know, or she's in the thing, and then we see that she. Wait, it's it's because Maeve and Dolores are talking sort of telepathically, right? 
yeah that I, they don't explain it other than that you know they're she's in her mind as yeah. as Dolores's memories are being deleted yes they're having some kind of telepathic conversation as she's sort of like withering away her memories are being deleted she's being sorely you know she's slowly dying i guess and so um and you know they there's this whole she's what is it this whole like beginning arc of dolores which is like i choose to see the beauty in this world and and that was sort of who dolores's character was in westworld and now as she's this renegade rebel leader she's she's this is her face turn in the episode where we realize she's not trying to destroy humanity. She's trying to save it, you know, maybe in a perverse way. It's up, you know, that's up for interpretation, but that she's trying to, she actually does. She's not fully malevolent, uh, that there's, she's better than that. Um, I guess, I don't know. I, I, I still don't quite buy it. I think that she was reckless. I think that she, was uh her motivations didn't necessarily make sense i think that the, the choices she made to achieve her goals by making these copies of each of herself were dubious so like to for me to like say like oh i i'm sort of like i leave this season and uh if this is the end of like dolores prime i you know it's definitely a mixed bag at best like you know I, to call her a pure villain or hero is is definitely wrong i think that she's she's sort of like chaotic neutral at you know at the at best yeah like i w- i do wish that they had brought back the dolores that we remember that that was a good uh, seemed to be a good person in season 1 where she you know especially with the storyline with the young william and everything like i'm sure there was many many stories where she was the good girl that you know was playing a role that she didn't want to play anymore. She says in this episode, but she, she still like at her heart, at her core, seemed to be good. And then after she leaves the park in season two, that's when she's like, "We're not, we're not sure. We're, we're supposed to think maybe she's psycho." And then in this episode, they kind of go, "Well, she was sort of psycho, but she, uh, you know, she's still the girl you remember. Don't worry." You know, <laughs> but is she? Because I mean, they're deleting her memories. So are they deleting the psycho ones too? I think they are. So like, you know, she's going like, back to her core root system. You know, yeah, let's pour one out for Dolores. Uh, you know, you know, somewhat, but she's she's still living on in at least in Lawrence, and 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 and, uh, inhale. and inhale, I guess. Yeah, she's at least. Here. If not more that we don't know about, so. yeah, if Hale and Lawrence make copies of themselves, which maybe that's what Hale was doing when she was there, down in the bottom where um, where the man, the man in black, you know, when we get to that at the uh, after credits, maybe that's why she was there making more copies of herself. Who knows, you know? But it's just okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? Um, yeah. So you know, she says. So then after now, Caleb has control of the system that's the big turn the 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 good guys have won and uh you know i kept i just my note is 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 caleb righteous is he right i think we've talked it through and say that like they're really rolling the dice hopefully it it could work out that like you know uh free will is established and human society is able to rebuild and uh you know they want to be these controls and people have more control of their life uh, after this is all over, um, and you had to burn it down in order to give to have true freedom. Okay, I guess. Um, 
we'll see. Right. Like you know, I it's it's or it's the end of all all mankind. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I doubt the show will go that way. I was on their side, like when Dolores was explaining Rehoboam to Caleb on the dock, and I think it's in the third episode of this season. I was on her side, um, but they needed to lay more into that. What? Why Rehoboam was bad, and what? What it was prevented? Like, yes, it was, all these things were caused. What would happen if Rehoboam was destroyed? But they also needed to lay more into why Rehoboam was bad for humanity in general. Uh, they didn't really do that enough. I th I felt they they showed us it was bad for Caleb. Yes, and like Marshawn Lynch and Ash, mm -hmm. but that's it. That's really the only people. Yeah, it's all there's time to do. There's a like, and because I think we didn't connect with those three all that much. At least you and I didn't. Mm -hmm. I, that's why I think we're left uns unsatisfied. Um, I think we needed characters that were way more compelling than these three. Yeah, I agree. Um. Yeah, and just what else? Do I okay, the world has to burn down before we can be free. Really? Well, no. that's what that's what Bernard also says. That he's like, we had, our world had to be burned down before we could be free. So maybe their world needs to burn down too. Before you know, he says the same thing to yeah, Stubbs. Big fat maybe. I'll put a. I'll just put an underline on maybe, and then uh, yeah, like I was kind of like, okay, the new world, you can be whoever you want, whoever the yeah, because that's Maeve's line. It's the new world. You can be whoever the fuck you want to be, right? Yeah. That's it. So that's the around. end of the episode. Yeah. Isn't that what she says right at the end? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Who do you want to okay, be? So is this does this leave <laughs> us feeling like there's like infinite potential? No. I mean, who who does Maeve <laughs> want to be? Who does Caleb want to be? Like, I mean, I mean, Dolores has set him up in this revolutionary role. Is that what he's gonna be? This revolutionary? You know, he's already got people on the side who know whose name who he doesn't know. Maeve's going to be a boss of something. That's what Maeve's going to be. I think um, Maeve is going to be like Caleb's right-hand man. Like, yeah, that's what, nah, what they no. Caleb's not going to be anybody's right-hand man. Uh, or, sorry, uh, Caleb might be hers. Maybe. Yeah, maybe that's what it ends up being. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't. Maeve's not going to work for Caleb. I think at first. Oh, we'll see. Yeah, and then what do you think happened to Stubbs? Stubbs, he's on ice. I mean... He's is he still in that bathtub when Bernard wakes up? That's what he says to him. He's like, "You're just gonna leave me rotting here." And I think, yeah, that's what <laughs> that's what happens. He just sits there rotting. Why does Stubbs? Why does Stubbs drink? I don't know. Unclear. <laughs> Maybe he's, he's always he always wants whiskey. Yeah, he's like this surly host who yeah. needs who needs booze, but I, like they can't get drunk, right? Hosts. I don't believe so. Yeah. I don't know that, that, and that's uh, we talked about the post credits too, right? Um, well, yeah, we have we've covered that pretty infinitely. Yeah. Well, like I think the big question is the man in black dead. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say that he's not definitively dead. I think he's dead. I think they slid his throat. That was the end. They, you know, this is the end of the game, which they did again. You you know, you're you're recalling something that happened like four episodes ago. Like, what are you doing? You know, like. Uh, <laughs> It's it was I don't know like just the whole now hail as Dolores all you know evil and angry toward Man in Black it's just like I don't know it's just it's like okay like Dolores you're you know I wish they had just killed Dolores I wish Hale had died in the explosion we didn't need her back okay we didn't need this character back we didn't she's a great actress oh we she, need Tessa Thompson but yeah, you know. no we didn't we didn't she if you were gonna kill her kill her. 
you know, in the in the explosion. If they killed her in that explosion, and that had been the end of her character, um, I think that that would have really, um, like, it would have made Dolores's face turn even less believable. Right? I I agree with you. That's why the that's why they didn't do it. I think it was like Evan Rachel Wood was like, or somebody in the writing team was like, "Hey, we can't make you know Dolores." Evan Rachel Wood, this like super evil person that let herself to her own slaughter. So we have to bring her back and then we have to make this one more evil than her. And it's just like, oh God, it's just like you're just doubling down at this point. Like if you're, you know, just kill, just kill the, the hale version of Dolores. I would have been happy. Don't bring the Lawrence. If Dolores is now death, like you, like, you know, we're supposed to feel sorry. This is supposed to be her swan song in this episode. And it doesn't, matter because there's lawrence and there's also friggin uh you know hail here i don't care like it's just you can't make me care about this character kill her and make that death mean anything when there's copies of her that are more evil than her out about in the world so i don't know like come on show like what are you doing westworld <laughs> That's what we're gonna call the show now from now on what are we what are you doing westworld? what are you doing westworld where's this going what's the story um yeah i i'm kind of with you jeff uh like i'd like to feel better about this uh you know it's interesting that we chose to start podcasting about westworld maybe at its lowest point ever but you know hey that's what we're here for we're here to to, to give the entertainment answers uh the entertainment viewers answers sure, so. there are other people that are frustrated with this show i guarantee you we're not the only people feeling this way and as people um come across our podcast and go oh man like you know I'm, I'm listening to all these other guys recap westworld and they're all like going into all the the clues and the symbol uh, symbolism and all these things that are cool about the show which are all true but at the root core of the show they are failing and making us care about the characters because they're bouncing back and forth too much and I guarantee you other people are watching the show and going huh what do you do in westworld what are you doing westworld <laughs> that's how i feel i mean those are my two cents <laughs> what are you doing westworld i feel like you just need that look dolores is there with babe and uh her daughter and this like great beyond area and it's just like they're looking at each other they care about each other you know dolores and mave they're talking to each other they seem to care about each other do they they were like trying to kill each other for the last two episodes <laughs> you know like, what the fuck what is going on what are you doing westworld what are you doing what are you doing westworld what are you doing westworld <laughs> Okay, well, we know there's going to be a season four. It has been renewed for season four, uh, for better or worse. So we'll be back here on Super Mater Brothers Podcasting whenever that happens. I would imagine it's going to be a while from now, maybe a year, maybe two. To quote uh, Ed Mater, figure it out. Figure it out. Jeff, would we go back and uh, rewatch uh, the first two seasons? Uh, you know, Yeah. I would, I would, yeah, I would start with season one. And whenever yeah. we figure out the, uh, whenever we figure out season four is going to happen, we'll just count backwards. Like what are, the first season's like what ten episodes, and the second season's like ten episodes. Yeah. So we'll just count back twenty weeks from whatever we think season four will be, and that's when we'll start the rewatch. Sounds good. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Anyway, 
we hope this has been as fun for you as it's been for us. Maybe we actually think it's been funner. We hope it's been funner for you. Um, <laughs> with the, with, let's, let's, I think we're more entertaining. I think our at least our plot and our story has been, <laughs> been yeah. Consistent. Come on, come on, Westworld. Just figure it out. Just in the name of Ted Mater, figure it out. Um, you know, I hey, I'll still be here for season four, no matter what. I'm curious to see where the hell this goes because uh, it has been a whirlwind of a season. It's kind of reinvented the show, for better or worse. Um, and I think ultimately. You know, I think my feelings about this season will largely uh, rest on the shoulders of what comes after this. Um, and sort of, do I feel like that there was sort of a, a compelling story uh, overall in, in there? But, what you know, will this have ultimate rewatch value? I suspect not. Maybe the episode Decoherence, where we had the man in black fighting himself and beating up the Jimmy Simpson with the chair. Maybe that. Yeah, that was a good. Th there was some good moments in this season. Don't get me wrong; I didn't hate the whole season, but the the overall plot structure was flawed. Um, there, there's a, I do like some of the characters, but like when you you see them, kind of they ruin my memory of season one and season two of some of these characters because they're not consistent with their motivations. Really, like like uh, especially even like especially Dolores. I mean, like I get why they explain it. But then, you know, they, they, they're going way too complex with it where they're, you know, she's copying herself. There's so many reasons that we could, you know, go into for another hour. Um, but if, like you said, if season four can kind of bring it back around, if they can go back to the park or do, like, do something where the show is called Westworld. Go back to Westworld, please. Like... <laughs> Well, yeah, but it's this bigger thing. It's about the whole world now, Jeff. It's not just about the West World. It's the uh, it's the whole world. It's about divergences and uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, I I hope that in a, like a totality of West World that we can just go from season one, season two, and then go right to season four, and we can kind of just skip season three. That it was the Thor of the Dark World of West World, and we just had to get through it. And it, but it mattered. That would but at it, least be. Uh, a sort of redeeming thing or something that would kind of make this better is well we didn't maybe maybe season three wasn't the most fun to watch but we sort of needed it narratively to get to a certain point that what this is what the ultimate vision of the show was going to be but yeah. i don't think we're getting that to your point earlier that was has this does the show sort of have a vision a five-year plan i maybe if it does it's extremely rough uh it, you know we've seen glimpses of it uh i thought like at the end of season two i felt like that definitely uh, with the William flash forward after the credits, but uh, maybe, maybe not, or maybe it's it's. I don't know. Come on, <laughs> yeah. Westworld! I should feel what better after the finale than this. I should feel better. Uh, yes, absolutely. Really that, yeah, you really should. You should be excited about the show. You should want to come back. If I was an HBO executive, I'd go. Yeah, this. What are you doing, Westworld? Uh, you right. know, that's probably what I'd be saying. And my board, you know, I, I'd be every season I'd be watching. This is probably the worst finale I'm guessing for for rating to be my guess. Uh, I could be wrong. They got, but... it got renewed, Jeff. So somebody watched. <laughs> oh, I'm sure people. They, they you know, why I got re renewed because HBO has no shows right now. I mean, and if and the pandemic, yeah, it needs this at least, right? So. They have nothing. I mean, really, other than this show, I mean, what, what does HBO even have going on right now? I mean, yeah. this is the big flagship show right now. Mm -hmm. 
It is. It's not, it's it's filled this uh, Game of Thrones uh, spring time frame, right? So, and much like the last season of Game of Thrones, I feel I feel very similarly. Where I'm like, you, there was potential here. There was more, and I liked some of your choices, and I dislike more than I like. And so, you know, I think that you have to reevaluate how you tell stories, and I think that it's a bigger conversation in um, how they're approaching sort of like this peak TV. Um, now like this sort of cinematic quality tv and how much of that cinematic quality do i want and how much of a tv show do i want and i just you know i need my characters sort of to be who they are but i want to see them in maybe new situations did you watch the new Watchmen show that was on hbo no, i haven't i haven't watched that yet oh okay well um it's good it's it, it's better than this i i think that season that first season of Watchmen is a better season than this season of westworld but is the did, first season of Watchmen better than the first season of westworld no the first season of westworld is much better than the first season of Watchmen. but this the the first season of what uh, Watchmen was a lot more entertaining than this uh to watch um it was it was more exciting and um I mean, you know, I'm a, I love Watchmen. It's one of my favorite um, stories, and I like the movie. Even I mean, the movie's um, it, it, it's at least somewhat true to what the comic book did. It couldn't do everything, but um, the now the TV show takes a few liberties, but for the most part, they stay pretty true to the characters that already existed, and they do bring some back. Um, so. <sighs> The, the, that's what all I'm asking for is you know stay true to your characters and and, and just make it make sense make their motivations make sense. Don't, I guess, don't I guess in that, that, and in that standpoint, I feel like if you if they, if this is the the end of the Dolores arc, uh, the Dolores Prime, and and do I feel like this was a satisfying end to her character? I guess, but like it it's not it's it's not where it didn't feel right. It, it felt forced. It would have been a satisfying end, but but where she was on the trajectory she was on, everything we saw these seven episodes leading up to this led us to believe that Dolores was sort of need to be stopped, and this kind of turned around and said, no, Dolores was actually good the whole time. You just, she was she was misunderstood, uh, you know. Yeah. It's, she never told anybody her plans of how you know that, that yeah, was kind but of like, fault, but yes, don't, don't ignore that. Yeah, so I feel like the the cast of this show is trying to push through bad writing with just like strong performances. Sometimes right. that works, and right. sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, I um I find yeah, like you have to be a fantastic actor to really um like like you have to be Russell Crowe and Gladiator level to be able to push through a good performance through bad writing. Yeah. Uh, that's and you can do it sometimes. And some you, not, you know, I think we see this in some TV shows where a strong actor if he can just command a scene or she uh can command a scene and sometimes these this cast is some of the best actors in the world. Okay? Yeah. But sometimes the writing or the logic behind why their characters' motivations are it doesn't always make sense. And so sometimes you go, well, I just love watching Ed Harris in this scene. He's so awesome. Or I love it watching Evan Rachel Wood, you know, play this farmer daughter kind of a rancher's daughter character. She does it so well, but she's got this other like side to her. Or Maze like the sassy madam from the brothel. Um, but when you know, then but then other times you go, what's going on? What are you doing, Westworld? What's going on? What, we're in here the real world. You're destroying the world. And I don't care about Caleb and these two goons he runs around with and does Grand Theft Auto. Like, it's, uh, it's come on. What are you together. doing, Westworld? <laughs> but no, we're asking you an honest question, and you're not giving us any answers. In fact, what you're telling us is don't question 
are my motivations, and I won't question yours. That's literally what it was said. That was the line. Is that directed at us? That's the, I aud- think at the so. audience. I okay. think so. I think they're talking to us directly. I think Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy watch our podcast and go, "What are the fans thinking?" And I'll tell you, what are you doing, Westworld? <laughs> what are you doing? Just like I get that. Yeah, I guess it would be unsatisfying to see them in Sweetwater forever, but uh, you know, I think that there's. There's a different way you could have taken the story. I hope that where does it go? If it's more like season four, if season four is more like season three, I'll be disappointed. I would like to see them sort of get this show back to the feel and look of the show as it was in the first two seasons. Well, maybe moving a bigger narrative forward, which I'm not against. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else you want to say? No, I'm good. I've said my piece on this. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. Uh, thanks for sticking with us uh, through this whole third season. This is our first uh, season we've covered Westworld. We, like we mentioned, we'll be back to uh, rewatch season one and two as we lead into season four, whatever that is. Um, check out uh, our Star Trek podcast. We've got a whole bunch over on Live Long and Podcast, which is a separate uh, page than this YouTube channel. But they're all kind of linked together. It's easy to sort of navigate. It's a network, really. And we got trivial debates. It's another podcast we do uh, more on a monthly basis. Um, so they're all they're all together under the Super Mater Brothers Podcasting Federation. So uh, and you know we'll be adding more to that. If you have a show you want us to watch, maybe let us know, and we'll uh, consider that. Whether it's new content or old, uh, we'll we'll definitely consider it. Um, and uh, you know, always uh, be you know come in comments and everything else, and keep up with us. We'll be doing Survivor tomorrow night. No. Uh, it. No, tomorrow night's Deep Space Nine. Oh, yeah, sorry. I think it was Tuesday. No, tonight's Monday. So, yeah, Wednesday night we're doing Survivor over here on Super Mater Brothers. Uh, that's going to be a two-hour Survivor episode, so we're expecting to go pretty long on the uh, on the podcast side, but, you know, we'll see. At least two people are getting voted off, so that's going to be a, a, an interesting night. That'll be a good episode. That'll be a good episode. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, we got Deep Space Nine coming tomorrow. Uh, we're doing, um, I think it's, what's the episode called? The Odd Man? or It's about Odo. Um, a man alone. A man alone. Uh, fourth, uh, fourth episode of uh, of these these. Oh, well, we got to get Jamil back because yeah, that was the episode he actually watched last week. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 that was behind the curtain. Don't tell people about that yet. <laughs> no, nobody watches this podcast. Nobody watches. Yeah, yeah. They will. They will connect that those dots that Jamil was a fraud of the last Deep Space Nine episode. <laughs> he didn't know what we were talking about at all. <laughs> he gave a good poignant. Um, he said he had to do it all for memory, so I'm impressed. That was he did it, yeah, all for memory, and he had a good analysis of the opening theme. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. we'll get him back because he actually watched that episode. Uh, Jason Doan, I don't know if we'll have him back or if Jody or Kevin want to be on that, so we're going to have to find that out as well. Yeah, well, that's tomorrow night, so we better get on that. All right. Um, okay, uh, that's it. And uh, thanks for watching, everybody, and listening, and uh, we'll, we'll see you next. We'll see you for season four. Nate. Okay. Bye. Oh, thank you.